Hello and welcome back to the pod or if you're brand new to the Keeping Her Keys podcast, welcome for the very first time. This week's episode is a bit of a discussion about the meaning of Lamas or Lunasa, which is the midpoint or the cross quarter day between the summer solstice and the fall equinox sometimes referred to as the beginning of autumn. I think of it as the first harvest. You can celebrate llama season, the first harvest season, by joining our, us for our free Crossroads and Keys weekend retreat from August 11 to 13th. Now this is completely free. There's no hidden things. Um, you can find a link in the show notes to join us for that. We've got lots of content, lots of prep content up already. You can make no sigil notebooks for Hecate, Medea, and Circe. Get everything ready to make Medea's flying ointment. Um, find the ritual, Book of Shadows, so you can get ready for the ritual we're going to be doing. Hang out in the chat. Explore who Medea is to you. Our focus this year is on that mythological witch that we love in spite of all of her tragedies and her sometimes, according to some of the stories, less than acceptable behavior. So you'll find that there. Um, we're also getting ready in Covina to start a new course. We're starting the gate of release after the retreat. So this is the first cycle of the rituals of the cave and release is all about catharsis or um, Catherine Marta in the spirit of the ancient offerings to Hecate that were miasma or what no longer served. So that is coming up and starting on August 14th, 15th with a great new moon salon where we will be making sustaining talismans. We'll be doing some weaving, which we love to do in Covina. So you can come in for the retreat and then stay for Hecate's keys and join the program. Lots of live events, lots going on, always the witchcrafting and always abiding at that crossroads between witchcraft and psycho-spiritual inquiry and personal development. Enjoy the meditation. I hope you have a very wonderful first harvest, however you celebrate it. Hello and welcome to Lunasa or Lamas, the midpoint between the summer solstice and the autumnal equinox. For me, this is such a period of harvesting. I grow vegetables, I grow herbs, I wild harvest different things. So when I know that this day is coming, it becomes a whole season for me. So welcome. I'm going to be talking a little bit about this festival, ways to celebrate it, and some of the folklore surrounding it, and then leading us through a meditation. If you have a candle, 
Let's light it together now as we enter into the spirit of Lunasa. So let's just release with that counterclockwise left hand motion, uh, the first part of the summer. And take a moment here just to connect with what personally you might be releasing, what's happened between the summer solstice or Lisa and now. And then let's turn that great wheel forward as we step into this time of the year when the sun is waning. I'm certainly noticing the shortening days. The wildlife behavior has changed, so we're moving forward. And as we move forward, we carry with us what we want to take for our, this next part of our journey. As we approach this mid-season, for me at least, it's very mid-season. Traditionally, this is the beginning of fall um, in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Wales, and so on. Um, but we, as we approach this changing time, there's a new seasonal gate that we stand before. As we notice, while we are harvesting our crops, harvesting the bounty in our lives, getting ready to store it away for the, for the coming months. We're coming to that time when the moon takes precedence. The moon is growing, the night is lengthening, and for me, the sign of the shortening days is always such a blessing. And we protect ourselves from all that is harmed with that right-handed clockwise motion. Personally, I always have a fire on the Sabbath days. So the Sabbath days from, come from the modern pagan or witch wheel of the year. I write about them in the Keeping Their Keys book with a Hecatean slant, of course. So let's see what I had to say about this time of the year in lesson seven. So this, I write about this as being the season of Hecate as the gatekeeper because of the bounty of the world. Uh, if you live in the Northern hemisphere, during August, you notice that there is much in this world. Now, of course, with climate change, that much can be very unsettling. Uh, where I live in the world, we just went through a horrific uh, flood. Over 300 millimeters of rain fell in some areas. We were fortunate that uh, we weren't impacted. We had some water in the porch and water in the basement, but otherwise here on the open coast, the culverts worked, the water drained, uh, all is well. But many, many uh, areas very near me 
that were also impacted by the uh, earlier fires around the summer, earlier in the summer, late spring, um, were also inundated. So, you know, as we go into this climate change, for me, whenever I enter into the spirit of a Sabbath, I do that kind of personal inventory as well, where I'm saying, am I being a good citizen of the earth? Am I doing what I can to recycle, reuse, repurpose, uh, compost, not what, not be a wasteful person? Um, for me, that is very much a spiritual practice. As I connect to the wheel of the year, you know, the the it's called Kairos, which is the time of the gods, that cyclic flowing energy um, that the seasons will change. They don't care for the clock. Um, the stars above move, the sun moves, and we find ourselves at a different time of the year. What we have done to the earth collectively is to disrupt that great wheel, right? That great cycle, that kairos, as we have hyper-emphasized uh, the chronological meetings, dates, hustle you know the nine to five or the nine to nine it's more like right um the work you know the work 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 pack your schedule that we win by having the most meetings or the, being the busiest chronologically i say let's try to be busy bees kairos style where we are connecting to all that is going on around us so the great gatekeeper You know, and Kleidokus is a great epithet, which means keeper of the keys. I really liken that to the splendor. I live in a very wild place. There's a huge nature preserve uh, just across the single lane road for me. And nature and all of her plenty and messiness and sometimes aggressiveness is very much here. So however you can, whether it's the birds, if you, wherever you live in the world, there's probably birds, spend some time with the birds. I love the birds, you know, just connect and learn how these things change during the year. One of the things I always notice is um, the changing bird behavior, you know, like the early spring into early summer, Chitter chatter, oh, they are so busy. They have so much to say in the morning and at dusk. And then at this time of the year, you know, when the humidity and the heat settles in, um, they tend to be quieter. And I have a rabbit friend who uh, has his home kind of under behind my little barn. And He's grown so much, but you know, I was watching him this morning. He likes to sit underneath. I have a picnic table that sits on kind of a carpet thing just to help keep the grass from growing so on so much underneath of it. And now he, and earlier in the year, he would sit beside it, but now because it's hot and humid, he actually sits on this. It's one of those recycled, you know, from old bottles, carpet things. He sits under the picnic table on that because it's too hot for him and he needs a little bit of shade. 
So notice those small signs in nature because nature is attuned to this cycle. And of course, with our need for our meetings and to make money and pay bills and so on, and to honor obligations, we can get really disconnected from the natural. So follow, you know, just whatever signs of nature are around you, follow those. And also, of course, the unsettling ones that are all around us these days. We must pay heed to those. Um, to talk about the origins of uh, Lunasa as a Celtic fire festival, the third one in the Celtic calendar. And of course, in my family, we always do something to honor our uh, Irish ancestry on this day. So I'm borrowing from one of my all-time favorite books. I've had it for over 20 years, is The Celtic Spirit by Caitlin Matthews. And I love this book because it's something for every day. So it's 365 meditations. And her entry on Lunasa is an all-time favorite in our family. The name of the Irish god, Lug. And I tend to say Lug with a kind of a G-H at the end, but it's more of a K-H at the end. The nickname of the Irish god Lug is the many gifted one. He earns it when he comes to the court of King Nua, just as everyone is sitting down to feast. The doorkeeper challenges Lug for his name and skill, for no one without a special art or skill may enter Tara. Luke tells him that he is a smith, a builder, a champion, a harper, a hero, a poet, a magician, a healer, a cupbearer, and a firekeeper. His boast is tested by everyone there, and he is ultimately admitted. Luke is what we now call a renaissance man, one whose many skills pass beyond narrow categories of accomplishment, spilling over into many fields of artistic skill. His boast at Nuaz court causes as much skepticism as would that of a man attempting to enter Congress or Parliament who claimed to be a great politician, a military hero, a noble winning scientist, a shaman, a pop musician, a film star, and a poet of international acclaim all rolled into one. Luke's many gifts, many gifted nature holds sway at this time of the year, reflecting the rich variety of the harvest, heralding the beginning of the many colored autumn months. For ourselves, the month of August enables us to pass beyond the narrow confines of our daily occupation and enjoy the full range of our own skills and abilities as we take our vacation or otherwise enjoy the day. Staycate. I've been staycating this summer. And uh, so every meditation in this has questions for reflection at the end. So the questions she poses to us are, on this day of festival, renew your own many gifted nature with appreciation. How does it serve your community? Which of your gifts are you hiding away? Which one will you be enjoying this autumn? And I want to read this little poem that she includes for the month of August. Month of August, covered with foam is the beach, blithesome the bee, full the hive, better the work of the sickle, then the bow. And I have my uh, golden bee medallion on from Materia Magicaea. So that is Caitlin Matthews, the Celtic Spirit Daily Meditations for the Eternal Year.
So the energy is, what are you harvesting? Um, I harvest my wild prospect roses. I like to use traditional baskets when I can, wicker baskets. So we've got the wild roses. Uh, I've got rosemary behind me. Lots of herbs and veggies. Um, some I even made dahlias and lavender. Dahlias are a favorite of mine. And another uh, practice I have that I've always done is to offer libations uh, to the spirits of the land at the Sabbath. So whatever that is for you, it could be some special wine, um, a tea, an infusion, whatever it is, even, um, you know, the mixture of the wash water from cleansing vegetables with something special, whatever it is for you. Um, something I really like to do this time of the year is make bundles um, because of course in modern times we don't have the requirement of storing away things because we have grocery stores and we can buy things online so there's never that season of lack um, that traditionally would have amplified the importance of Lunasa of being able to harvest because there's you know the remembrance of not having enough um, and you know the larder being bare and so on and then there is the knowledge that that season will come again for us we don't live in that same world which overall is a good thing although I do try to in small ways work with that spirit into um, our diet you know, so that things that you can't traditionally have like in the winter or that you would only have in the summer. I do try to make sure we have a few things like those um, in our diet. And of course, with the vegetable garden and so on, we, we, um, we have that energy of harvesting. But yet I know if my tomatoes fail, I can just go and get more tomatoes. So it's very different, right? In the past, if your grain fa failed, there'd be no bread for winter. Um, so psychologically, you know, consider periods of lack in your life and periods of bounty and connecting to that sense of avatars that there is a cycle. Um, if you are a student of astrology, you will know, you know, that there are different configurations in our personal charts that influence uh, periods of lack and periods of abundance, much like the sun influences those periods in terms of agriculture. Of course, the spirit of Demeter for me is very, very prominent at this time of the year. You know, that great goddess of agriculture, civilization, mother of Persephone. You know, Demeter reminds us that we do need to harvest, that we can't just let things grow wild because there will be fallow times in our lives. And if we don't take heed and prepare for them, then we will be sorry indeed. And I also think of that in terms of climate change and how we need to prepare um, for navigating these worsening storms and fires and so on that we need, you know, that to me, that's a message from Demeter as we connect to the spirit of Lunasa 
and the heat and the humidity and so on. She's saying, do what you can to repair the damage and prepare. I know Demeter is often very challenging when she comes to us as a spirit because she calls us to accountability and responsibility. You know, that she also calls us to speaking out. You know, when Persephone was so violated in the mythology, Demeter spoke up, right? She took her torch. She is a torchbearer. She took her torch and she went on this quest decrying what had been done to her daughter and you know part of doing an inventory of our periods of foulness and our periods of bounty it's like what do we need to speak out against right again this uh, lunasa comes during the time when uh, leo was in the sun very golden time of the year very lion energy and so I also connect this time of the year to Demeter, Demeter's fury. What do we need to really speak out against, to be a roaring lion, to correct wrongs that have been done to us personally or in the world? There is a lot to this time of the year, whether we listen to kind of like the, the Celtic version of Lugnasa, and this fire festival of harvest and plenty um, connected with Bridget, of course, the continuing of Bridget in some areas, also connected to the Kaliak um, for when they would finish the harvesting. There was often an effigy or something offered to the Kaliak, uh, Bridget coming with her plenty. And then the Kaliak, of course, reminding us all that winter is coming when we will be eating stone soup if we don't prepare better. Um, so I like to make little bundles, little fiery bundles. And I was thinking that we could do kernips together. So kernips I talk about in Entering Hecate's Garden. Um, and one thing I like to do as I'm harvesting the crops for this year in terms of my botanicals is look at where the ones left over from the previous year at. So I pulled out uh, some rosemary. I still have quite a bit of rosemary from last year. And here's some fresh rosemary that I just snipped yesterday. Uh, and just look at the difference. Now this rosemary smells so good, so abundant. We've been eating it and everything. I love, I'm really crushing on rosemary this year. Um, and then this, you can see how it darkens, but yet when we are, want to burn it, it is dry and ready and the essence is still there. So let's do the kernups together. If you don't have a bowl of water, and this is a great time for doing your moon water, of course, Lunasa moon water um, will have that energy of plenty and harvest, abundance. The uh, connect, you know, you want to, if you're drawing abundance towards you, uh, setting the water during the waxing moon is very appropriate. So if look at the calendar and see where the moon is and, you know, just set your moon water and say, this moon water will be charged with the essence of abundance and plenty um, and the wisdom of Demeter to plan, to know your bounty, to know your right and to speak up 
Um, and you can put a little sigil of Demeter or a little image of Demeter if you want. I have my, uh, this is my Demeter Systemistica that I dedicated quite a few years ago. And I always keep a golden Demeter out for this time of the year. So a little clay goddess I made. Um, for me, I love the Celtic stories. And as a family, we do a meal and so on, connecting to our Celtic side. But I love Demeter. So Demeter is very much the spirit of this time of the year for me. So you'll need a bowl of water. I have a golden bowl of water, brass, uh, reflective of this time of the year. And a little sprig of something dry. There we go. And of course, this rosemary is well tried. So let's put that in the water counterclockwise, left hand motion. I want to create the energy of purification, cleansing. And of course, this simple ritual is based on ancient practices um, associated with Hecate and Demeter. So you mix up the water and then you anoint with your left hand counterclockwise your root, your heart, and your crown. And then you can asperge your space. And this is a great ritual to do with your family or your housemates or friends. Uh, and you share and you kern up to each other. It's very lovely. You can go through every room. That's what I like to do. You know, I, I have a fire usually outdoors this time of the year. It's too hot for the wood stove. Um, and then as part of my personal ritual, I'll go through and asparage the house, all of us, um, the land, and do this kind of cleansing ceremony. Um, I like doing it at the Sabbaths because it is an anchored day that I know is coming. So it's, you know, it's uh, cyclical avatars, wheel of the year cleaning. So now that we have purified ourselves, I'm going to lead us through a meditation connecting to the spirit of Unasa or Lamas the beginning of autumn, the midpoint between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. So just relax, take some breaths here. Let out any tension you're holding in your body. As the bounty of the land nourishes our body, we nourish our body through our breath, through paying attention to our body. And the Sabbaths are an excellent time to recommit to taking good care of our physical self. You know, we are of the earth. We are of the great wheel. We are of the natural world. So what plenty does your body long for can be a question. Relaxing your toes and your legs, just getting comfortable here. Now let's take in a nice deep breath straightens our shoulders 
without adding tension, reminds us of our strong back. Let that breath go. Let's pull in another breath here. And this time we are going to take up all the space that our body longs for. And you feel the ribs expand and the belly expand and you push that breath all the way down to the sitting bones. Now this awakens the deeper root, the spiritual root center. So as you let that breath go, feel that root unfurl. And it naturally stretches down to Mother Earth, to Chthonia. Demeter, of course, is a Chthonic goddess. You know, in ancient times in the Mediterranean, they often kept grain and other harvest in caves. And even now, you know, cheese is cured in caves. So connecting to that energy, that deeper earth energy. Your roots stretch down, feeling all that vitality. Those roots are alive around you, the trees, the plants. And of course, this root is bi-directional. Our roots release. And eventually what toxins we carry will be reshaped and reborn like compost, which nourishes the crops. But it also, the roots draw all of the nutrients, all of that energy, that chthonic energy, Demeter, Persephone, Hecate, all of that. What is deeper? You know, that knowing that there is that nourishing cave where we can store all of our crops. I know like the modern refrigerator or freezer. Things kept in the cave endure. It's not fleeting. And just sense the groundedness here. I love to get outside this time of the year in my bare feet and just soak up all of that vibrancy. Now let's turn our attention to the heart center. Taking a breath in here that expands those ribs and gives them a good awakening. And as you let that breath go, you feel that connection of the heart with the root as the root stretches up and the heart reaches down. And any heaviness in the heart area slides down. Anything you're clinging to here. You know, we cling to a lot. That heart, it pulls the emotions from the root. And then it draws down the thoughts and constructs from the mind. And then it intersects, right? The heart is the crossroads between our interior cells and the exterior cell. If you like what is lunar and what is solar. So all of that energy here, that crossroads of the heart, 
you can get a lot kind of accumulated here. So just feel that gently releasing down. Being nourished. And now let's take that breath up into our minds. Seeing here that we wear a crown of plenty that stretches and connects us up to the heavens above, to the celestial, Hecateus Arania, even Demeter's more celestial aspects. What is mighty? What is transcendent? What is light and refined? And as the crown area connects with the heart and also through the root, you can feel that releasing of any of that chitter-chatter that's not helpful, bringing a lot of clarity, opening the deeper vision to what is true and meaningful. And here we pull down into our crown the energy of the stars above, the sun, the moon, the planets, and so on. Harvesting their bounty. Turning our attention back to heart center now. What is the bounty in your heart? What are the relationships that nourish you? What are the activities that are truly sustaining to you? Maybe even setting the attention here of putting yourself out there and harvesting. All your hard work and efforts. Like, what are you harvesting? And now let's end with the root again. We want to be attuned to our intuition. The wisdom of the higher self. The go-getting action of the heart. And the intuition of the lower self. What are you harvesting there? What messages are there waiting for you to discover? Now standing in this state of unification of the three cells noticing any physical sensations that come up they are messages as well giving thanks for what is bountiful in your life perhaps demeter is whispering to you to be a responsible harvester of your life 
Or maybe even that spirit of great Luke is saying, you have so many talents, let's harvest them. This is a liminal time, time between the seasons. And that is always a crossroads where Hecate is found. Now return your energy to the breath, coming back with a smile. Another deep breath here, feeling that calm awareness that you've aligned yourself to plenty, attracting it, noticing it, moving towards whatever that is. For you, it's going to be unique. Really turning your vision towards what is abundance to you. What are you harvesting? Casting off, putting those blinders on to what society might tell you is abundance and staying in your own personal, beautiful abundance. Thank you so much for trusting me to lead you through this meditation. As always, I encourage you to jot some notes, make a few scribbling illustrations, um, and then spend the next few weeks working through what the symbols and feelings and so on, what keys they are for you, what they are unlocking as you move in this energy of harvest and abundance. Hail Demeter, of course. She is uh, quite the teacher. And her companion, our beloved Hecate, and the daughter, Persephone.